Hi, and welcome to uh, episode 14 of Kongero Krieg, our Norwegian podcast about kings of war. Uh, the regular listener will probably notice that uh, tonight we're speaking in English. And the reason for that is uh, Fred and Lars, they've been to uh, Clash of Kings in England. And uh, they made uh, several interviews with uh, several different people, and uh, of course in English. So uh, we're bringing it to the masses, and therefore, tonight we're speaking in English. Forces of Basileia! Kingdoms of men. Elves. Kings of war. Dwarven armies. This way. No, that way. Ogres. Ogres. Mother Nature. Forces of the Abyss. Welcome to Mantica and Kings of War. In today's episode, we're uh, going to talk about the following. Uh, we thought it would be a good idea to give you a brief introduction uh, into the Norwegian Kings of War scene. And uh, talk a little bit uh, about ourselves and uh, Oslo, uh, where we reside. And um, then we're going to bring you the uh, different interviews. So, to start off, I'm here as always with my co-host, Thomas. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And uh, the guests of the evening, of course, Fred. Hello. And Lars. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Lars is the only one giving us credit that we're Norwegians, like Will and Fred and Thomas. Like, damn. Yes. We don't yeah. sound Norwegian at all. No. <laughs> but my name, yeah. So yeah. I guess it's more Scandinavian than. Uh... Actually, Lars got a lot of praise for that. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll talk more about our Flash of Kings trip later in the episode, I guess. But uh, we would like introduce ourselves, and, uh, and he went like, Lars. And some people was like, holy shit, that's an amazing name, or something like that. It was like, very like, uh, heartfelt. Were you, uh, were you naked from the, from the bottom down? I was. Yeah. And, uh, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the praise, uh, you know, originated from that. Area. Was, uh, from the handshake. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, it was my hand. Yes. Was, uh, that must be really nice for you, because in Norway, Lars is a really lame name. Yeah, Yeah, that's a spoiler for all the English uh, listeners. Yeah, something all people would. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Old and grey. Well, at at least we got had some like name cred with him, and that's that was nice. Yeah, I was representing Norway. Fred was more like, you know, the the guy who no one knew. Where is he from? You know, some (laughs) weird country probably. (laughs) I think some guys thought I was from Finland actually. Oh, which yeah, is, I can see that. Yeah. Which is very insulting uh, to a Norwegian. That's racist to say. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, where are you going with this? <laughs> yes. no, You're not I mean, speaking on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if you called uh, an Englishman a Scot, they would, it, it's kind of a... Yeah, they would, may yeah. make fun of it, but it's like, no, I'm not Scot, I'm Englishman, sir. Like, Are you? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, confused. Enough about that. But anyway, Lars also rocked his uh, Norwegian sweater called the uh, Lusekofte. Yep, right, Norwegian, yeah. very uh, like uh, representing. He was very very visible in the like the gaming hall. Yeah, I never Actually, took it off. When I if I if I chatted to people and they were like, "Oh, you're here from Norway," I was like, "Yeah, I'm here with my friend Lars," and I would just point. And say the guy in the Norwegian sweater, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh yeah, that guy." Yeah. <laughs> so very, and actually, I don't think you necessarily would have wore that sweater unless uh, if it hadn't been so cold. In, yeah, in, yeah. In the venue, hundred percent wool, so it was good to have. Actually, it was a lucky coincidence. That. Yeah, it was very nice. 
Um, yeah, so uh, this is a bit strange for us, William. Uh, we, we usually just speak Norwegian on your podcast. We do. Yeah. And uh, both you and Thomas usually do this in our own language. Yep. But today we don't. Mixing so, it up. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Confused and uh, scared. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think uh, we could start by telling the um, non-Norwegian viewers a little bit about Kings of War and what's going on in Norway. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot of us in Norway, definitely not outside of Norway. I mean, Norway is a small country and mm-hmm. uh, the geography hates us. So uh, it's always a story like, I want to play with my friend, but there's a mountain in the way. Um, so uh, the community is slowly growing. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was small to begin with. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot has happened the last year. I mean, we probably doubled uh, our, our player mass yeah. from 20 to 40. No, it's more than that. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nationwide? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nationwide. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, like if we want to hop on the actual airplane, yes. we can play with people from <laughs> yeah. other places. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. Um, yeah, we're um, here in Oslo. We've, we've, uh, so quick. Uh, Oslo, oh, yeah. capital of Norway. Yeah, well, that's where we are. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's where most Norwegians are. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. also the Norway's not the capital of Sweden. Just to make that sure. Yeah. 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 It's even more insulting than yes. <laughs> calling me a Finnish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're in the capital of Norway. It's pretty, it's, it's down south in the country. And uh, for all you foreigners who, um, uh, who whine about uh, driving three hours for a tournament, mm-hmm. three hours will get us far, uh, far into Sweden. That's true. Yeah. So we don't have long ways to travel. And uh, fortunately, most of the players are also here around Oslo, since yep. it's the most, uh, it's the largest concentration of people. It's so the, um, it's the least hilly area or mountainous region of Norway. That's yes. why it's a lot. Yeah. We, we're able to grow food here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we we started out pretty quickly after the the, the death, death of Eighth uh, Edition, didn't we? With uh, Kings of War. Um, me and Lars uh, had the first tournament. It was actually uh, Lars's brother Vidar, I think, who uh, was one of the first people who were keen on the on the, on the game. Uh, yes, I, I think know. the first people I heard about Kings of War from was uh, Eirik and Vidar, mm. who had both been uh, talking some like uh, almost like rumors, like uh, have you heard about this game uh, written by uh, like Alessio? Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Kings of War, and they're coming out with like a second edition, and I was like, oh, okay, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever. I, I was still kind of playing Warhammer. This was actually before, yeah, completely gone away. Oh, uh, so uh, I mean, I had to go and even suffer through a last ETC because I I was the referee there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred the ref, I was called. Mm-hmm. That's my old uh, Twitter nick, um, and. Uh, we had to. I mean, we played it for a final ETC even after Age of Sigmar dropped, yeah. and that was a bit weird. But um, at the ETC, they actually handed out free books, Kings of War rule books. Cool. Uh, so I was sitting there. With that's the, pretty. That's pretty cool uh, by Mantic to do. Yeah, very. Some good promo. Very nice promo there. Uh, several companies were very like uh, trigger happy. I, I should say at the ETC, they all knew what, what was happening. So um, the implosion. Uh, Privateer Press was there, and Mantic was there, and they were all kind of peddling their games. 
but uh, it worked. Um, so I was sat actually with a couple of other referees, and we were reading like the Kings of War rulebook and just chatting. Oh, what's this? Uh, like what's uh, what's headstrong? What's that mean? And he asked me lots of questions, and I had actually written. I mean, read a bit before before also that I had that book. Mm-hmm. So around us, like the World Championships in in Warhammer is happening, yeah. and we're just sat talking about oh, what's Firebolt? What's the range <laughs> of a Firebolt? <laughs> So that was Firebolt. Cool. That's not correct, is it? Firebolt, 18 inches. Ah. Uh, have you fi- played this game? <laughs> is it lightning I bolts? only play dwarfs, and uh, I don't read any rules <laughs> not concerning the dwarfs. It's Fireball, isn't it? Well, there's a spell called Fireball, and there is yes. a ranged weapon. Called a Firebolt. Yes. This is why I didn't is go lightning very well bolt? at Clash well, that, of Kings That's another class. spell, yes. <laughs> How did you do at the Clash of Kings, sir? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, racking up, yeah, racking we, up wins. We did finish it, so... Yeah, that probably, was... Um... They could have told us every, anything. Uh, but, um, so, when we... After that, um, me and Lars actually had booked uh, an, a venue to arrange a Warhammer tournament, really. And yeah. This is like... Um, what's, what should I call it? Like a cinema house or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, alternative movies uh, cinema. Yeah, like had a place that had some events. You had like some floor space and, and yeah. a cafe and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, we kind of made the kind of a bit on the fly the decision to just let's do a King's War tournament. We have, I mean, yeah. Lars had booked the the venue and it was pretty much set up. So yeah. we had plans for terrain and tables. So let's just go for it. Yeah, and that was in I think early October. Yeah, it must have year. been October. Yeah, and yeah, we had a, yeah we had I think twelve people just straight off the bat. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, played so. my uh, my second, second, third, and fourth game of Kings of War. Yeah, at that event. You, that was your <laughs> first. Yeah, you just had like one, one demo game with yeah. Thomas. Yeah. yeah, Thomas called me up and said, "Hey, you want to hang out Wednesday? Uh, want to demo you a game?" Yeah. And I I hadn't played, I I'd played one game of eighth edition mm-hmm. and then i hadn't played for 15 years he demoed me the game on a wednesday said there was a tournament on saturday and, and yeah were. i was all in yeah mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of months later you're the national champion well yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a dice game yeah. <laughs> nice so uh, we got like 12 people just i think i think we um uh, had some good results from just kind of moving ahead very quickly instead of just wallowing about in like uh, yeah. Yeah. self uh, self pity really just okay kings of war boom and lots of people just all right when let's go for that let's just not hang around and wait for the grass to grow let's just like start something yeah. new and fresh that's similar gives me the same feeling and and let's see if that's any good and yeah, and we all liked it enough to carry on with it at least, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. and we've been growing from that. I think it's the same people that stuck around as well. Yeah. Still, most of those most 12 still people playing. are still, uh, still Oh yeah, playing. sure. I don't think we've uh, lost uh, many of the the original no. dozen. Original dozen, yeah. yeah. 30 dozen. <laughs> no, but... and, uh, and, and you had 19 players uh, well, yeah. uh, last week? Two or, or uh, yeah. Two weeks ago, I hosted um, or organized a tournament, and uh, I had two. Uh, we had twenty-two paying um, entries. Yeah. Unfortunately, three dropouts. But uh, I was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bastard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I didn't like the organizer. That's yeah, fine. I can see that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, nineteen. That was uh, a new record. 
So yeah. uh, the the previous for the national champions were sixteen mm-hmm. entries, and uh, so we're um, we're moving on up. But what these numbers don't actually tell is that these nineteen people they're not necessarily the same people uh, from like those previous sixteen people yeah. because the, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys have. Uh, well, m- more and more get, seems to be getting like responsibilities. Yeah, sure. Families work mm-hmm. takes a lot of their time, uh, so it seems like it's like regular to to join like every other tournament. Mm-hmm. People are like, I can't join this month, but I'll pro- I'll try and join next month. Yep. So uh, there will. I think. Did you have like ten completely new players? Didn't you? In yeah, this, ten or eleven. Yeah, like completely yeah, new completely players. New. So that's, I mean, the growth is, is going really great. And mm-hmm. I think we probably have like 30 people now in Oslo that could show up if we, when sure. we hold an event. Yeah. Uh, if they all, easily. if everything clicks and all the stars line and mm-hmm. no one has, any, has to watch their kids while their wives and they're like <laughs> on a trip to London or whatever, then mm-hmm. we could get like 30 people. Yeah, definitely. I, I strongly believe that uh, would be the case. Mm-hmm. Just to give you some uh, fast numbers where like yeah. there's 5 million people in Norway. Yeah, five hundred thousand in Oslo ish. Mm. The Norwegian, the Kings of War. Uh, are, are we doing percentages again? Yes, no. Ten ten percent. Don't make me do percentages. <laughs> Math on air. <laughs> um, no, but there we're uh, we're approaching a hundred members in Kings of War Norway, in Kings of War Oslo Facebook group. We're uh, we're in the excess of forty. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and it's forever s- growing. We also mm-hmm. see this year that we see tournaments in other cities outside of Oslo. Yes. Uh, for so first. Yeah, so it's growing all over the country. And then you get like this nexus uh, where it can grow from Bergen yep. uh, to the to the west coast. Another Norwegian town. Yeah. Another Norwegian town. <laughs> yes. Norwegian. Is it second, third, third largest? I don't know. It's still really small. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we see it growing in other cities. And then, I mean, it's taking off from here. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, compared to the United States, Norway is kind of like a small state. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like New yeah. Jersey. Yeah. It's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've been there, but... <laughs> so, geography isn't our strong suit either. No. Uh, War well, games. What is our strong suit? What is our strong suit? Yeah. I'm just going to jump in here and make you stop talking. Yeah. Um, because what is interesting, uh, going back to Clash of Kings... Is that uh, Clash of Kings and the Rule Pack there really affects the Norwegian uh, yeah. scene? Yes. Uh, we pay a lot of attention to uh, new rules coming out and we always try them out yeah. uh, on our tournaments and uh, we play test them first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really important to us. So that's why yeah. it's uh, great to have uh, some of our members going to Clash of Kings and trying it out yeah. and see what the English scene and the meta there mm. is like. Yeah, we do pay a lot of attention. I actually was surprised after this uh, Clash of Kings weekend. Um, some of the people were kind of asking, like, yeah, how did you like the new the new rules tweaks? Yeah. And uh-huh. I was like, what? We've been playing with those since, like, May. Yeah, yeah when it came up. Before that as well. It's yeah. Just rumors. Yeah, because I had, like, a sneak preview yeah. of, of them. And it was like, are we still... Are we still evaluating? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been like, yeah, that's like been gospel for us for like five months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We argued all of June and yeah. <laughs> all of July yeah. and then reached some sort of consensus in yeah. August. Mm-hmm. Lost a couple of players yeah. and then got out on the other side. and Because mm-hmm. uh, we, we're so quick to adapt new, like, new rules and tweaks from Mantic that uh, 
at least me and Lars, who run at least most of the tournaments up till now, um, we've been like um, accused of making up rules for ourselves. Yeah. It's like, uh, why did you make up this rule? It's not my rule. It's from Mantic. It's from the rules committee. Oh, I've never seen that. No, but you're not in the secret group. Shut. <laughs> 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 No, yeah. so yeah, we're early adapters and uh, yeah. and we like to play scenario-based Kings of War. We sure do. Yeah, those yeah. Uh, you. What are you doing, Americans? Fucking kill-based game. It's not <laughs> the same game. But I think they're they're slowly um, approaching the uh, European yeah, standard I, I of. Should, uh, I hope so. It's. I don't think it's good to have like two branches, like going in separate directions. Uh, I mean, if Mantic makes a game with like scenarios, it's very strange to just no. We'll just cut that out, and we'll make like all of our own scenarios, and they're all kill based. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a bit weird for me. I like the like the chest nature of the of the scenarios, uh, and I think that's what Mantic also is going for. Yeah, from what I understand, uh, the American T American TOs have uh, they've taken mm-hmm. some liberty and made their own scenarios. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also know that uh, Nashcon. Uh, they ran, uh, I believe, um, all the scenarios out of the book except Kill. So okay. uh, yeah. some of the TOs are, are going that direction. That's cool. Mm. Coming around. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> well, we we see ourselves as early adapters, I guess. And uh, Lars, you even, uh, you've even made a map pack. I did make a map pack. Yeah, map pack. Map pack, yeah. <laughs> I made a map pack. <laughs> <laughs> the famous Epic Dwarf map pack. Yeah, yeah it's on uh, the Mantic forums. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not ordered. It's in random uh, numbering, which uh, which was uh, very much intentional. Yes. You know, Lars has, <laughs> has done... Uh, I don't want to discredit Lars in any way, but he's done very little work to actually project this map pack into the what? world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because when he published it, it was like screenshots in a random like jumbled order <laughs> like just uh, had to, like scroll and someone else actually made like a f- downloadable file Wh- mm. whom was that uh, i think truce uh, yeah, gathered yeah, them yeah. and made like a pdf or something okay. or or put them in dropbox yeah. for you or something it's like an artist yes. he made it yeah. and he just sort of <laughs> just threw it out there threw paint on the canvas and just yeah. And then let, buy it fuckers yeah. and then other people like oh this is so great and yeah. they did the work for him so okay. it's actually a genius mm-hmm. that's but, how, um, you know, co- that's how the modern like internet community works isn't it someone yeah. just do something mm-hmm. uh, you know <laughs> stupid and then someone else make it uh, great beautiful yeah, yeah. But, but we can't take away the fact that it's Lars who made those great maps yep and, and it must, uh, must be said they really are great and I think yeah. in Norway we take our maps really serious our terrain like no 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 no, 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 that's not how you do terrain. No, no. Yeah. You need this amount of terrain, and then we have like a set amount, and then all of the maps are like, okay, this is going to be uh, uh, equal for both sides. It's not like you're kind screwed of. if you get this side. Yes, yeah, certain, I guess a certain mirroring, but mo- most importantly, no hills in the deployment zone. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That was the whole point of those maps. It was not really the maps themselves. That was just something I made for the local... So we had just had some reference on tournaments yeah, and when we absolutely. played at the club. But there was those, those three sort of rules, you can call it that. Mm-hmm. Criteria, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, no hills in the de- deployment zone mm-hmm. and two of each deployment no, uh, terrain type. Yeah. Uh, and 
all waste obstacles. That's true. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. We used to play. Uh, we didn't understand the subtle difference between obstacle and terrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, difficult, difficult terrain, yeah. rather. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually a terrain. It's like a. Oh yeah, yeah, It's yeah, like yeah, a, right. its own category, right? Yeah. yeah. Like... And um, actually, uh, many people haven't caught that, so they would like. Is run over an obstacle or like a fence. Yeah, Pathfinder. Ah, oh, I got Pathfinder. It's cool. And like, no, you lose Pathfinder. That's a brick wall. <laughs> oh, no, I got Pathfinder. Yes. Ignore terrain. I got hooves. Yeah. clock. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. so make sure that yeah, like you were saying, put actually put like those fences on there, like obstacles. Yeah, they're very important for a game. Yeah, and because mm-hmm. that made Strider matter again, right? Mm-hmm. You, Strider wasn't just some weird cousin of Pathfinder that you didn't really understand why I was there. No. But uh, yeah, and also you, we kind of the terrain is kind of towards the middle, isn't it? It's kind of gravitating, and it's yeah. it's not like the <clears throat> single wood like all out to the side and like a little piece of lake in the in the corner, like in the far corner. Yeah. We we I mean it's all like in there. It's on the in in the center, actually uh, dictating moves and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it's not the uh, old Warhammer days with the open kill field in the middle. Yeah, and some yeah. like scattered pieces like way yeah. out in the sides. Yeah. <laughs> I'll no, put yeah. my cannons right on top of this hill. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. No, so that was good. Uh, we we do thank you, Lars. It was very nice. Uh, yeah, and we made those for our local, for our local like uh, playing environment, really. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that, I guess that's cool with being a bit uh, like we we got involved kind of early. I feel like and. That's kind of evidence, I guess, of that. Like we made a cool, like a functioning map pack, and other, like other environments, kind of just adopted that and say, "Hey, yes, this actually works. This, mm-hmm. this works great." And we don't have to make our own map pack now. This, because we can just use this. Yeah. So that's cool. And I, f- I feel that those maps they encourage um, lists that are, um, you know, not focused on just shooting. For instance, they they focus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, taking balanced list is helpful. Yeah, yeah, shooting is shit in our local meta. We have a, everything blocks line of sight. You have several forests like smack in the middle of the board. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that shooting is shit, but an all shooting list is shit. It's, it's oh, very yeah. shit. Yeah. But some shooting, yeah. Like Thomas says, a balanced army mm-hmm. uh, goes great along with those maps. True. Because there are some open uh, lines of sight where like, you can't, yeah. where you can shoot. But uh, the uh, all shooter list will uh, will really have some uh, difficulties using those maps. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not like the Clash of Kings terrain or uh, <laughs> <Holy> Sailors. <laughs> yeah, they should have used my maps. So, yeah, I feel like. <laughs> well, uh, to their defense, uh, a there's a lot of tables. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, apparently they use the terrain that. That they have, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's run by the. I mean, the guy who runs the sanctuary. I assume he has the terrain that he has. They mm-hmm. probably just use what they always use, and um, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was just a bit random, and you could get yeah. uh, and wind, uh, wind up at a table where, where there was like virtually no, like nothing really blocking the shooter's line of sight. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a shooting gallery yeah. if you yeah. got the correct side, but uh, no, it was fine. It was fine. But uh, I guess uh, there'll be some feedback. In regards to the terrain, the tables. And, yeah, there uh, has been. I've seen. Yeah. I've seen others like mirror this opinion that 
terrain maybe i think actually one guy said why didn't you use this map pack <laughs> and he put a link in and i pressed the link and of course it was a link to lars's yeah. map pack <laughs> uh, unordered uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. no, i gotta remember if it was the the one that actually looks good or the one i post romantic yeah. well um my impression is that mantic they listen to the community and mm-hmm. uh yeah who knows? Maybe they'll uh, come up with a map pack by, uh, by themselves or use Lars or uh, anything between for, um, well, Clash of Kings 17. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if they do, I hope they take, uh, you know, um, inspiration from the maps that I made, or at least those rules. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, try to keep... Criteria. Yeah, criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, stick to those. Uh, and I think you have a good uh, good map pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but the the rules committee will probably look at that and disregard it. As... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> utter... <laughs> <laughs> this is utter shit. Yes, um... and they'll make their own, which is just a, a bizarre version. Just all hills in the deployment zones, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like nothing on the middle, just They're, flat. They remove obstacles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I've heard, and maybe we'll hear. That uh, they're planning on doing something uh, or releasing some some tournament uh, um, rules or yeah, we we do have some uh, juicy info coming up in one of the the recordings, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Maybe we'll slide over into that segment. Uh, I don't know. S- yeah, speaking of recordings, uh, let's yeah. just jump into it. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, I guess that's all we have to say about our uh, local environment here in uh, Oslo, Norway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a jolly group of guys. So we'll yeah. skip that part and, uh, <laughs> and give you what you actually came for. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what is the first interview that we're going to hear? Um, I think the first interview that I got was yeah was with uh, Ronnie Renton, the big man himself, the man himself. Yeah, um, and also this was uh, I, I had gone like the I think. All my interviews, I think, are on the Sunday. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because I'd gone like. No, actually, this is uh, Saturday. Are we sure about that? Let's see. Twenty. Oh yeah. Okay. I'd gone. I'd gone most of the Saturday, just not doing any recordings. I recorded something with me and Lars. I mean, the we heard the Norwegian clips in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Just us traveling and just on the on the train and like Shoot stuff the like shit. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but. I played like a couple of games here now in in um, in the tournament, and I started to think like shit. I I kind of promised like to try at least to mm-hmm. to get some recordings, but I didn't know like where to start. And then uh, so you went straight up to the CEO. No, CEO. yeah, I kind of just turned around and said, I wonder if I can like see one of the maybe I can see like Dan or Nick or something. Mm-hmm. And then like it, like pretty much straight in front of me, it was like Ronnie Renton. I was like, oh yeah. shit. I'll just go for it and uh, <laughs> just uh, tapped him on the shoulder and said like, hey, can I, do you mind like doing a little interview? So yeah, I got a chat with Ronnie and I guess we'll uh, listen to that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Cool. So I'm here with a total noob. <laughs> uh, I think you may be here for a Kings of War demo or something. Yeah, yeah. Walking Dead demo actually. Um, yeah. Kings of War is too hard for me, so yeah. I'm going to start with so the basics. You're new to Wargaming? Never, yeah. yeah. I'm, Always played card games in all my life, you know, <laughs> risk that kind of thing. Yeah, but jokes aside, I'm here with uh, Ronnie Renton. 
Ivan. The man himself. Hi, <laughs> so, Ivan. Uh, yeah, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Yeah. Thanks for coming over from uh, Oslo to uh, come and play in our tournament. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, we try to go to these. This is uh, the biggest one yet that I've had a chance to go to. Yeah, there are 80 people. That's uh, it's growing. And sold out. Yeah, a good month before it. It, yeah. it even happened, so we uh, we could have got more, I think. But yeah. it's fantastic, and it's it's just great to see it. Not only growing here, but all around the world. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, you're happy with how Kings of War is going currently? Oh yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah. I love you know it's massive in America, massive in the US. Australia is really taking off. Yeah. All around Europe, people are starting to get communities, mm. and then all the way down at a local level. You know, I just told some people here. There's tournaments almost every weekend in the north and east and south and west of England yeah. so it really is getting to be an exciting place exactly. it's like it needed this one first year to sort of really get traction and now it seems to really yeah. growing correct and we're seeing it do the yeah, we're still selling Kings of War basic rule books more and more people are joining and hobbies just take a long long time it's a habit that's true it's something you've got to do and building a Kings of War army is a big commitment that's true, yeah. So um, I think a lot of people are nowadays, they're building their Kings of War army, but they're playing Dungeon Saga and they're playing yeah. Walking Dead and Dead Zone. Those games are kind of played a lot more while you're building up your Kings of War army, when yeah. you're doing a new army. So it's great to see the whole communities all. Yeah, it seems to me also that pe people are picking up like Mantic's other games. Um, maybe because just they, they like the company, I guess. I hope so. They, <laughs> they see sort of, a, and you're, I mean, you're promoting all your games. You're not just focusing on Kings of War. So I guess people find, and you have some skirmish level games that well, it takes shorter time to play. On a Tuesday, well, it's not even the getting time to play. It's the getting time to get them glued together and on the gaming table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's designed that, you know, if you want to play Dead Zone or The Walking Dead, mm -hmm. you can buy, well, Walking Dead, you can buy today and play in 15 minutes. Yeah. And Dead Zone, you can buy today and play within three hours. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's a different part of your hobby than a Kings of War game, mm. which, although you'd be loving it, with the best will in the world, you'd be very lucky to have on a game in total in a week. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I'm happy that you give us something to uh, keep us busy while we are building exactly, and, and exactly. painting. <laughs> as long as you're doing Mantic, it doesn't matter which. Exactly. Exactly. It's keeping you busy. <laughs> Well, yeah, nice talking to you, Ronnie. I won't keep you up for long. No, thank you. Thanks uh, for coming over. And I hope to see more Oslos and Scandinavians yeah. here next year. I'm sure we'll bring some more yeah, people next bring year. Over. All right. So this was Ronnie Renton at the Norwegian podcast, Konger och Krig. Okay, goodbye. See you, everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah, Oslos and Scandinavians. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was close enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool to have a chat with Ronnie. He was hanging around, uh, it was really cool, he was kind of walking around, I think you also said something about this Lars that he you know, went around and like chatted with people and just hung yeah. around, checked out the games. Obviously I was oblivious, I, you know, I don't recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're like, yeah that's right, but you, when, I, when I told, I said like that guy, that guy's running rent, and yeah. then he was like, oh yeah, he's been there for a while and kind of hanging around and yeah. chatting with people. Yeah, that's, that's cool. right, yeah. Nice guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I like the point he brings out up that um, well, it, it takes a it, it could take a while to uh, to build your Kings of War army. Yeah. And uh, I like the fact that and I have Dungeon Saga and I have uh, we have um, Dead Zone. Dead Zone. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you? yeah, you've been trying yeah. a couple of these games. Uh, really well, uh, at least I have them. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of Kings of War, so I haven't played mm -hmm. that much. But we've tried Dungeon Saga. It was really cool. It's real cool. Uh, for us, it was the other way around because we're uh, already heavily invested into the miniature hobby. Sure. Uh, too heavily invested, some might say. Some might say. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so for us, it was the other way around. We play uh, miniature games and then we wanted to try out uh, these other games. That they but provided. Yeah. For a yeah. break, kind of, just to play something lighter? Uh, well, we love board games, so yeah. that's yeah. more... Mm. Yeah, but we just want to try different things. But yeah. uh, if... I mean, the miniature scene is hard to get into from scratch. Yeah. I know, we, uh, I started playing miniature games because I started playing role-playing games in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then we got some figurines to move around yeah. to visualize it, mm. and then we suddenly ended up like, we have a lot of figurines. <laughs> and then we started playing miniature games. Um, so, I mean, as an introduction to miniature gaming, it's, uh, it's a good place to start. Oh, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so uh, what I hear is that they're planning to do uh, a skirmish uh, Kings of War stylish game. And uh, in the future, I believe that's a really nice introduction to the hobby for people who are really new who haven't gotten the opportunity to play role game role playing games or having mm. miniatures mm. to jump into for instance a skirmish version of kings of war start painting gluing up their figures and then yeah. growing from there I, I believe that you'll um you'll be able to uh reach a new segment of players yeah yeah, yeah. not just uh us who because we transitioned from warhammer so we had figures yeah uh, figurines figurines and um also i mean if we don't get any fresh blood in in like the scene. Yeah. Then it'll just be a bunch of old farts <laughs> yeah. playing miniature games, and yeah. then we die. And Everybody then... will be like Lars. Yeah. Grumpy old guys. Old part or the fart part? Yeah. That, uh... <laughs> Think about the sexy part. Yeah, yeah the, the sexy part. The hot grumpy sexy part. Yeah. <laughs> like a proper dwarf. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Um, but this skirmish game, because uh, I, I heard something about was that unofficial? Something called like the Starstruck City or something? Was that like an unofficial rule set for something similar to Mordheim? Well, yeah, that's. Um, um, I understand that that's a, that's a fan driven. Okay, thing. Yeah, but are they making yeah. something similar to that? Or well, what I hear is that they're making a skirmish version of Kings of War. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. And in that sense, a standalone game, if, yeah, okay. for what uh, like Death uh, Dead Zone is to war, the coming Warpath. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I believe that's a that's a, a smart uh, business mm. plan. And mm. I would have to buy, buy new minis then, because uh, I multi based all mine. True. Uh, I I'll have difficulty ripping one off and uh, <laughs> playing a skirmish yeah. game. <laughs> that's actually a problem. Uh, when you yeah, put I it like that, because yeah, all heroes. my miniatures are. Uh, of course, you go all 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 in. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mantic. <laughs> <laughs> but the heroes are still. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Well, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll play with just heroes. So yeah. Now let's solve the problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Skirmish game with only army standard bearers. <laughs> 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 only Berserker Lords and Brock Riders. Ten of those. This is my army. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, the individuals are they're it's. I guess they're easier to paint too. When yeah, you, a little more, uh, kind I of mean, more rewarding to paint. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you when you look down on your hobby table and you see, okay, a legion of zombies. Yep, yeah, let's get cracking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, it's easier to to uh, focus on that one. Yeah, model. yeah, that's true. 
Speaking of uh, modeling and painting, uh, modeling. you modeling and painting. I model a lot. Yes. <laughs> no, but uh, you had the opportunity uh, to face off against a pretty decent, okay plus hobbyist. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're segueing into game four now. Yes, I oh, am. Oh yeah, I was kind of wondering where you were going with this. The next yes. recording. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I had uh, my game four. I was um, paired against uh, Chris Walsh and his uh, his uh, undead army, mm-hmm. and uh, that was uh, yeah quite a sight. Um, I'd uh, actually met Chris earlier on the Saturday and had a look at his army and tweeted some photos. Of that, and um, it was cool to uh, see it up up close yeah. in the flesh. So yeah, this next recording is uh, me and Chris uh, gonna play game four on the Sunday morning, and uh, we both were a bit late out last night and had some beers. So it was like uh, kind of a hungover game four, but you know that's that's the best kind. Yeah, yeah. The good thing is that you play undead as well, so you have like a. Compare you can compare your miniatures and like yeah. feel a growing sense of shame and resentment during yeah. the two like, hours. Um, <laughs> also, because my army, I in when I play in Norway, I feel like it's uh, pretty well painted. But uh, here, I was just uh, flung into the shadows. Of, uh, yeah, just yeah, my army is shit. Yeah. <laughs> I spent hours on this piece of shit. <laughs> no, yeah. but. Yeah, uh, probably the most uh, most of the listeners have seen Chris's uh, photos on the interwebs, and if you haven't, you go yeah. go look it up. Yeah, um, like yes, uh, I, uh, like spoiler alert, he did win the best painted army yeah, at yeah. the King at Clash of Kings. Well, he had to share the prize though, because his army technically didn't have enough mantic figurines, mm-hmm. but uh, he won like the best army, and then. Uh, I think uh, Jesus won the uh, best Mantic army, yep. Spanish yeah. guy mm-hmm. with the uh, best yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but let's check out the clip from with me and Chris then on the Sunday morning. All right, so I'm uh, here before uh, game four. It's Sunday morning. Uh, nice sunny day here in uh, Mansfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm here with Chris Walsh, which is my opponent for game four. How are you doing, Chris? Hello, I'm 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 feeling good. Yeah, ish. <laughs> How many bears did you have last night, approximately? Uh, I stopped counting in individual units and started going by volume. It got to that <laughs> that level. Uh, I, I was so hungover this morning. I set up on the wrong table to begin with. So oh, yeah. uh, so I think I've got a very good chance in this game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm uh, myself feeling feeling alright. Feeling alright. It's, it could be worse. Could be a lot worse. I heard uh, rumors that. Uh, well, do you know if Dan King has showed up this morning? If Dan King's even alive this morning, I think he's doing well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I've heard rumors that no one knows where he is. Yeah, it, it, Dan's quite a hard man to lose, but we seem to have lost him. I was I was scanning around looking for him this morning. Yeah. Uh, Last I heard, he was being dragged away to his hotel. Well, he's going to get up in time for day two. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, well. So, uh, well, which scenario were we playing? Did you say loot? Loot today. Oh, yeah. So, loot. It's actually a running joke at home in Norway, because I always forget the scenario I'm playing. And the joke is like, oh, are we playing loot? I forget that it's loot. But, um... it, 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 yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a scenario I used to always love playing. When mm. I was playing with my fast, nippy forces of nature. Yeah. I've changed for Undead this tournament mm. with my whole army slowly shambling forward. 
Likewise yours, so it's yeah. going to be a very slow, gentle game of loot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds like a comfortable start. And of course, uh, for those of you listening who don't know Chris Walsh, you can see his army on, I think it's on Kings of War Fanatics on Facebook. It is, yeah. It's a very uh, highly acclaimed uh, undead army, which is very beautifully painted and converted and uh, well rebuilt. Everything is like very much, there's lots of stuff going on on these bases. I see lots of terrain, uh, like elevation, bushes, shrubberies. Uh, yeah, so the, you you enjoy like the hobby side of uh, things. Yeah, I, assume. I, I mean I've always been more of a, a, a painter than a gamer. Yeah. And when I switched from Warhammer, which I used to play oh, f- maybe four years ago, to Kings of War, I quickly adopted the multiplayer and then realised what you can do with it. And actually, yeah, if you're a hobbyist more than a gamer, they, yeah. It's just the perfect game. It gives you the perfect option. Plus, easy. It's one thing as well. It's so quick. Like quick, quick to quick to play. Simple rules. Not that it's a simple game, but actually transporting stuff into a place. So instead of having you know 50, 100 models, yeah. I've got basically 12 models. Twelve bases full of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I I've not to be a screaming fanboy, but I've yet to find any real fault with King of War. <laughs> Perfectly happy. That's cool. Yeah, so look forward to facing this uh, beautiful army. I must say, it's very nice, Chris. Very well done. Uh, Eager, look forward to, to playing you, Phil. I think it's going to be a really fun game. <laughs> <laughs> if either of us remember to play for the actual scenario. Yeah. And also, I'm at the same shit table that I was la- like last game, with the world's largest piece of blocking terrain, like yeah. smack in the middle. Yeah. Uh, it's like this, this, almost the size of a full table quarter. Just blocking up the whole center there, and uh, and lots of hills yeah, it, and hedges. It's, <laughs> it could have been a worse time to quit forces of nature. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Oh yeah, you <laughs> frickin' They terrain. would have been amazing uh, in this game. It oh well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get on with it then and uh, see how it goes. Right. Well, best of luck to you, Chris, and uh, catch you on the flip side. And you, Fred. Best of luck. <laughs> Okay, so uh, first off, you talked to the boss himself, and now you've uh, ran into one of uh, the best painters in the game. Yeah, also a bit funny because he was when we were like unpacking our armies, he was just unpacking right, like right, right next to me. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of the same. I turned around like, oh, this army looks really good. Oh, it's that one from Facebook. <laughs> so I recognized the army. I didn't mm-hmm. know how how Chris looked from mm-hmm. from Facebook, but. Uh, from the army, I, I you I haven't stalked him, stalked him, and <laughs> no, <looked at> his <laughs> profile photos. Well, I have not, but uh, I'll speak for myself. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, that was really cool. So um, me and Lars actually chatted to Chris, just sort of on uh, yeah, like randomly. So that was cool, and I took some photos of his armies. So uh, that was my game four, and uh, Chris won that game. Mm-hmm. So at this point, uh, we still had no victories in uh, the Clash of Kings, but uh, it was fun anyway. That <laughs> 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 no, was cool. Uh, in this game, I actually had to insist to Chris that he let the time run on me because I had to just run and grab like a coffee and a beer and uh, go pee and just do all sorts of like I got to do all these things. But please just let the clock run mm-hmm. on me. And the first time I went to grab a coffee or something, he would just let the time run. He said, no, it's cool. But I got, felt so bad. He said, no, I insist. Leave it running on me. I was like, oh, okay, okay. So then I feel uh, I felt good. I didn't waste Chris's time when yeah. I went to the toilet and stuff. But that's just me. I'm, I'm too I'm too um, I'm too polite when it comes to the clock. 
But uh, I, I we guess... almost timed out. Chris had like, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds left on the clock or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> uh, he said it was the tightest game. Like the, he'd never had less time left than in our game. Oh. So he was really stressed out in the last turn. And just, uh, just uh, rolling all the dice really quick. And um, I think this guy, like this TO, came over and like washed our table. Mm-hmm. So we, we, I mean, yeah, I think some of the tables, like if you timed out, if like if no one was around, they might say like, "Yeah, it's cool. Let's just finish the round." But we had like the TO standing there, so we're like, we couldn't pull any shenanigans. Oh. So I think Chris was stressing out extra because of that, because he could not time out because it was just we were being watched. Oh yeah, <laughs> probably because the army looked so good. Probably. Uh, who did you play in the game for there, Lars? I played uh, some guy with uh, Varangur. Yeah. yeah, you played uh, John Fox, I believe. Yeah, and with his uh, uh, barrel of uh, some, yeah, he brought some special ale or something. Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin, yeah, like a yeah, cake. Uh, yeah, in uh, in a in some sort of barrel with a bull's <laughs> horn, apparently, that he was drinking from. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, how did that, did that game go? Uh, fine. It was a fun game. Of course, uh, going into the game, I didn't. Uh, I don't actually listen to any podcasts, <laughs> inclu- including this one. Uh, so I didn't know who he was, but he was. Uh, he came off as a very nice guy, and uh, he talked all the time, and uh, you know, easy to talk to, and uh, yeah. a fun guy. What, uh, what gave it away was that I came around like a fanboy, and uh, yeah, like, was, can uh, I take a picture? <laughs> can I tweet like you and Lars? <laughs> it was uh, Fred on his microphone. It was just uh, in his uh, pocket. Like he's bathing. Uh, it wasn't my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I see. Is that, your, is that your microphone? Are you just happy to see me? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. We will. Uh, we will hear the recordings uh, now. I guess of. Uh, into you and he he mentions the game which was yeah. uh, a very pleasant game i had fun all the way through and it was super close and uh, yeah it was a, some weird things like his worst unit did a lot of damage to my units and his best units didn't do anything <laughs> so it was a kind of a reversed reversed game yeah let's say yeah so in this next clip it's just me ca- catching john like briefly uh, shortly before the round five is being paired Okay. So I just uh, stole a few words with him, really. Cool. Let's have a listen. All right, so I'm here with uh, John Fox of the uh, Four Foot Snake podcast. Hey. How are you? <laughs> um, not too bad, not too bad. Um, I, I, I had a few beers last night, but I'm feeling feeling pretty good this morning. Yeah. So. I see you, 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 you have this sort of keg that you lug around <laughs> that you seem to be drinking out of like all the time. Uh, what is that? Well, what have you brought? Uh, I brought some uh, Hobgoblin beer. Okay. Uh, it's now empty, so that was the five okay. layers went yesterday uh, and finished off this morning. Okay, so, yeah, so you've been like drinking steadily then uh, at the event? Yeah, yeah, steadily, just just keeping on top of it, keeping yeah. the levels, levels nice and high. And now I'm on the caffeine drinks now, so okay. I stay awake. Well, you're uh, preparing for the drive home? or? Uh, no, I'm not driving, so, uh, so you could, that's, that's why I can have a drink. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's my favorite way of doing things too, like keeping a little alcohol level while playing. Yeah. yeah. It seems to be working as well, because now I'm up to uh, three wins. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, so from last place last year to uh, mid-table mediocrity this year. Were you, you were actually like Wooden Spoon last year? Uh, yeah, I, w- I, was last pl- I was last place last year. Oh, <laughs> oh that's an uh, improvement. Uh, either, either the game's got a lot easier, I've improved, or the opposition have got a lot worse. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think it's me improving. 
Well, I got my first win now, so I'm doing pretty shit. But uh, <laughs> still, still enjoying myself. Yeah. Nice I, had a, I had a fabulous game against your countryman. Oh, against uh, Lars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good game. Very, very tight. My uh, my thralls, my worst arm, worst unit in my entire army, yes. did, an, did an, an imaginable amount of damage to his units. So oh, really? It was good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, you had the Varanger and he had the dwarves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You ended up taking it, didn't you? You won. Yes. Yeah. 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 Eighteen two, I think it was. Yeah. Cool. Well, you've enjoyed the event so far, have you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's my uh, fourth or fifth clash event. So uh, yeah. I played all three, four first edition all the way through now yeah. so yeah it's a very uh, fabulous event fabulous venue and great you know 76 people here which mm. is yeah. and say good support from the from the continent which is always yeah. appreciated <laughs> so uh, yeah um, you're looking forward to the last game yeah it's control point I've not played that very often so this is the um, this is the scenario from the from yeah. Kings of War uh, to, uh, Roll Pack and it's uh, Dividing the table into six, yeah. and then uh, trying to uh, control or contest at least every, well, several of them. Yeah. So it uh, tends to force people to spread their armies out. Indeed. It's the exact opposite of the previous event, which is uh, dominate. dominate yeah, yeah. Where yeah. everybody tries to squish everything into the middle. This one's much more. You have to spread things out. This gives uh, less of an edge to the elite army. Yes. I've yeah. noticed there are several tables here who have these. What's called like a realm of battle. Those two by two foot squares. Yeah, yeah. That will be amazing if you if I get to play control on one of those. It's very clear. Then you have actually all the lines that you yeah. need. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be quite, it makes it a lot easier. But the problem is it's the realm of battle boards, which are absolutely appalling to play games on. Uh, yeah. Because things have, slide down. You have these long rows, like kind of sloping <laughs> hills. Your unit sets back and then slides yeah. forward, forward, very slowly, <laughs> and suddenly. No, it was outside charge range, but I said there, it just moved now. <laughs> yeah, I had that myself. Dice were like wound counters were flying or like just rolling down in there, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I think the, uh, the, the draw, draw draws out, so. Yeah. So good luck to you, been, John. And thank you very much for coming over. Much appreciated. Yeah. It was really good to see you. We'll see you next year too, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, right. yeah. Goodbye. See ya. see ya. Yeah, so that was my talk with John. Yeah. Nice guy. And, uh,. Lars, that was the host of the Four Foot Snake podcast. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Teaching guess, you some yeah. things about the world. Yeah. yeah. Explain <laughs> Lars what a podcast is. I don't think he's following. It's when yeah. That yeah. was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you always had me there. I was starting like to explain. <laughs> but I don't understand. You, you're, you're pretty busy on Twitter, right? You, yeah. You're always on Twitter. Always on Twitter. And you're right now, pressing retweet <laughs> on everything. <coughs> Press retweet on anything that has something Kings of War in it. Yeah. Okay, so probably you've seen Four Foot Snake or Counter Charge or seen the name, some of the. Yeah. yeah. But you haven't bothered to listen. <laughs> no, I haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would take a minimum amount of effort. Yes. <laughs> if it's not text based, yes. I'm not that interested. Okay. No. Is this because you're like a programmer? Do yeah. you need text based uh, like coding? Yeah, I need everything to be in text. Packets uh, <laughs> only. Yeah. Could we ask them to, to make like a transcript of every episode so you can just That'd read be amazing. it? Yeah, on the uh, bus to work, you can read the episode. Yeah, in uh, HTML. <laughs> yeah. like line separation codes everything yeah. Yeah. yeah just um, print that you know maybe audio. that's uh, maybe that's a huge segment uh, out there might be mm-hmm. I we apologize for Lars he's uh, uncultivated he's from the Norwegian mountains 
<laughs> a bit of a savage. Yeah. But we have some more recordings. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I was kind of walking a little roundabout. Um, uh, I'm not sure. I think maybe this was after game five, and I uh, happened to stumble upon the Nick Williams. And I had chatted to him briefly. Oh yeah, also we uh, we of course met those guys in the pub on the Saturday night. So we had a chat with uh, with uh, Darren Parks and uh, uh, Nick. And well, we didn't technically have a chat with Dan because he just stumbled <laughs> yeah, about. We really. saw him. Yeah, he was there. He was physically yeah. present. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, the the whole presence in the room was him. Okay. <laughs> so I had kind of had a little chat with Nick uh, the evening before. So and I I had mentioned to him that I would try and find him with my microphone and at I'm, a later point. I'm looking forward to the recording of uh, Darren's interview. Darren Park's interview. Yeah, well, I uh, didn't get the Darren yeah. interview. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the only one I know. <laughs> Darren, we need to make it like a Skype interview so Lars can listen to it. Yeah, but it, you, have to, you yeah. have to write him, it down. You have to make a transcript though, because he won't listen. <laughs> no, but um, we uh, well, uh, uh, talking about Darren and Nick, uh, there is a photo uh, in the floating orbit around Twitter. It's, yeah. That you've uh, probably seen. It's gone viral, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Nick and Dan like hugging, hugging and kissing Darren Parks, yeah. like trapping him and just holding him and kissing him on each cheek or something. Yeah. And Darren looks very comfortable yeah, in that setting. Yeah. Looks like he's having the time of his life. <laughs> probably was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't want to uh, admit it. Yeah, well, he has a pretty yeah. lame life. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, I wanted to say because uh, uh, I noticed one uh, at at Facebook uh, at one point. Uh, Nick was actually bad mouthing my uh, my map pack. Oh, no, yeah, no way! Yeah, he was like, "Nah, I don't see the reason for this." No, well, and, uh, so I confronted him that Saturday. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, aren't you that guy?" Uh, you know, hey guy, hey guy. <laughs> I, came I recognize all... that face from the profile photo of Facebook. Yeah. I came all the way from Norway to stab you, guy. <laughs> Here's a shank, guy. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. yeah, so let's, let's So you uh, confirmed him? What did he say? Yeah, I confronted him about it, and um, he said he was very sorry. That <laughs> uh, he has insulted my map pack, uh, but then uh, he said that he liked those uh, three, uh, like um, I always say rules, but criteria. Uh, criteria. criteria. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess it's for uh, forgiven. Yep. For his uh, insult. Mm -hmm. Let's see if he mentions that in this uh, recording that we have. Yep. Let's listen to uh, your interview with Nick. <laughs> Hey Nick, can I squeeze in a word with you here? Hmm? Can I squeeze in a word? No, that is completely Fine. unacceptable. Then I will leave again. <laughs> yeah, How can I, I help? I brought my microphone here from, okay, cool. uh, you know, from my Norwegian uh, uh, podcast colleagues. They're always bugging me to get like recordings and stuff. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. Quite... Uh, yeah, it should be fine, it should here. Be fine here. Okay. But, uh, yeah. How's it going so far? Oh well, I'm on uh, two wins, a draw, and a loss. Two wins to draw and a loss, all right, yeah. Not big points in, in any of the games, so I've not had like a 19-1 or a 20-0 okay. or anything like that. So I'm probably middle tables. Okay, yeah, it's a comfortable place to be. Yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Mm -hmm. Cool. 
Any, which army are you bringing? Uh, Abyssals. Abyssals, okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have your double of three. Sewer Freet. Yeah. Um, got the uh, Demon Lord Baal, mm. the uh, living legend from Destiny of Kings. He's been really good. Okay, um, cool. And a few other bits and bobs as well. Yeah, but it's working fine for you? Yeah, yeah, very, mm -hmm. very happy. Um, I'm still back and forth on whether I should have any Ifrits at all. Okay, yeah. Because they're very, very expensive. Yes, they do, they do a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. They're very, very expensive. Yeah. Um, and they don't score. They don't score? Oh, yeah, because it's individuals. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's a bit of a pain in the ass. Mm. I mean, yeah, 25 balls is, is very nice and stuff, but it's it's quite difficult to get them to where you, where you want in order to shoot yeah. what you want. Yeah, exactly. And keep mm. them protected because they're only defense for okay, yeah. and low nerve. Mm. Cool. Uh, so what's your what's the scenario you've enjoyed most so far in the tournament? Um, Maybe so we where played, you want. <laughs> we played. Um, so my favorite game so far has been um, the last game yesterday, last uh, which game was yesterday. Invade. Invade, yeah. Yeah, um, but that was just a really fun game. Really great opponent. Okay. Um, and it, it went back and forth. We were both mm -hmm. sure that we'd lost at times. And oh yeah. Both sure that we'd won at times, and I, I managed to scrape it okay, into cool. a win. Yeah. But it, it was really fun game, really, uh, really yeah. good opponents. Cool. How do you feel about um, in Invade? It feels very important if you get the first round or not. It feels like almost. Uh, well, we have a discussion back home actually because mm. we like we like push a lot because mm -hmm. I feel like uh, push kind of combines the best of two scenarios. It's yeah. kind of loot and invade. Yes. Because loot and invade both feel like they have this. Law that it's so really at least it feels so immensely important to get the first round and it could give a like a, a very edge to the guy who got first but um, in push it kind of balances that out by saying you you already have these tokens you don't have mm -hmm. to like run and catch them and get smashed you can you have them but it's up to you how you want to play them whether you want to be aggressive or defensive mm -hmm. and it, it, it rewards you for kind of doing the invade yeah absolutely but it still gives you like bit safe points for holding on to them like in loot mm -hmm. yeah so uh, are you are you uh, do you feel like invade loot are still as good as push or do you also like this new um, push scenario and the, the, the oh, several ways I mean, to win? I mean I wrote push so it's the best scenario that, uh, that there ever was <laughs> you wrote push yes oh nice um, nice <laughs> so in loot, I will generally try and take second turn if I can. Okay, yeah. Um, same with invade. Okay. Mm. Um, because being able to, to choose... Um, so in, in invade, mm. um, having the last turn gives you the option to, to choose which enemy units to take out in that last turn. Yeah, true. Um, you can push your enemy off, um, off things with wind blast. You can mm. do... Um, any number of things in that last turn and um, with loot again you, you've you can uh, keep that loot safe because you know that your opponent's not going to attack you yeah. in another turn mm. and you can uh, take out his loot carriers or his or her loot carriers yeah um, okay. I suppose there yeah. is that especially in um, loot there is that initial people perhaps initially feel right I have to, I have to run for that loot yeah exactly I have to run yeah. for it um it's a very like big targets like in the middle of the mm. board uh, attracts but people. <laughs> I find that I don't go for the loot straight away. No. I, I pick it up in the last couple of turns because yeah. if somebody goes for that loot, mm. more often than not they've got to put themselves within my charge range. Indeed, yeah, yeah. And then they get smashed up and then they yeah. just steal the loot counter. Yeah. So uh, yeah. 
Um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe that's like the pro way of playing these uh, scenarios. Just <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a pro. I'm far, far from pro. Um, yeah. you, I, I guess I, going for that loot so quickly, I, I kind of put it in the same category as trying to take it off the board. Yeah. I personally think that trying to take it off the board is a bit of a trap option. Yeah, yeah. I've tried that like twice and it's failed horribly it, yeah. every time. Um, for two, well, for two reasons. Firstly, it... Um, it will either win big or lose big. Mm. You've not got much control because mm. if they've got big flyer, you turn around to go off the board. Yeah. You've lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And the other thing, um, obviously in tournaments, you don't you don't necessarily have to take this into account when you when you're playing to win. But um, trying to take it off the board, it can feel very cheap at times. Yeah. And it's it can be not fun for your opponent if they've got no an, no answer for it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're trying to win, blah 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 blah. But mm. between it being very tricky, very dangerous, mm. and not being such a fun game, yeah. I'll you kind of send them like a rugby ball backwards and yeah. sacrificing. Yeah, it's a strange game when it becomes that that sort of mm. a mad dash for the for the yeah. loot token. Oh well, that's cool. It's interesting that you wrote the push scenario. Uh, so, I like it that you're actually making new stuff. Mm -hmm. So and you, it feels like you're always working to improve and like make Absolutely, better stuff. Yeah. And that's really good. Instead of just locking it down with these base scenarios and then like never changing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's cool. So I noticed. Can I there... just check if I've got permission to tell you about something? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, we'll be right back. <laughs> Put this back on then. So you, we were. Uh, what were you saying there, uh, Nick? Um, so next year we're going to be producing a tournament book. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm leading the development on that one. Okay. Um, cool. The plan is to have um, so the, the um, recommended changes that we put into the Clash of Kings pack that's going to be printed in full. Yeah. And we've got a couple more tweaks that we want to make as well. Okay. Um, just you know those little things, just just to tweak a, a couple of things back. Yeah. Um, and then we're also pushing for twelve scenarios. Oh in really? There. And wow. then ton organisers can choose from ah, those wow. scenarios. Um, so there's like um, a variation on pillage where each counter is worth extra. Okay. So it, it's worth um, between one and three oh, points. Oh, so like different points, different yep. places on the table? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, there's one where you place, if I remember it rightly, you place two objective markers on the centre line. Okay. Um, and they're worth one point each if you if you control them. Mm -hmm. And then you place one objective marker in your opponent's half of the board. All right. And that's worth two. Okay. Is it three? It might be three. What's like a invade and pillage yeah. kind of? Oh, nice. So you're like but, mixing it up a bit. But you don't get points for the um, the objective that's in your half of the board. No, because that's like his target, and yeah. you have your own target. So you have to protect okay. that while nice. trying to grab grab theirs as well. I can't remember off the top of my head what the no. sort of the point split is, but that's that's yeah. what we're working on. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, so little variations like that on the on the scenarios. Nice. So it will be like a new release with all scenarios that you... Yep. Uh, and that will include the original ones, I assume? Uh, we'll probably drop Kill and Kill and Pillage. You know, we've been moving away from, from them for a long time. So it'll be okay. um, 12 scenarios, of which six will be the six that we're playing yeah. Yeah. here. And then there'll be six new ones. So you feel well. like uh, uh, Push and uh, Control have kind of replaced Kill and Kill and yes. Pillage? Yes. Okay, this is interesting. Because we have, uh, most of us, uh, like, uh, back in Norway, we like to play mm -hmm. the scenarios. But there are some who still kind of cling to the old, like, kill yeah. idea, which is 
fair enough you, you, if they're used to it from Warhammer oh, yeah. and stuff. But um, yeah, we, well, I guess it's kind of a divide then between players. Some like the chess-like nature mm -hmm. of it, all the, like the either you win or you lose kind of. Yeah. And that's I feel what Kings of War kind of brought to the table. It's not just like kill and here's a victory points charge. Yeah. It's something completely new. Mm -hmm. And uh, although it's frustrating though, because my games have been uh, like tight all the all, all like, every game's been tight. Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I can win this. It's going good. And then I lost in like turn six or seven. Yeah. It feels, uh, I get like three points. And so it's, but that's the name of the game, I guess. And mm -hmm. you have to learn to sort of, your your army is kind of just tools to uh, achieve a purpose yep. instead of just sort of smashing and yeah. killing the most. Cool. But that's interesting. But this release of, uh, that was the uh, next year, did you say? Yes. Um, I've, I've not got a date. No, but, the 2017. But yeah. Um, we're thinking of, of even making an an, an annual release. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we we update like the official composition guidelines every year. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, will this always be like a Clash of Kings related uh, publishing? Is it always like here is is it for Clash of Kings this publish publicity or uh, or will you publish um, this as a standalone set? Standalone set. Regardless of Clash of Kings yeah. tournaments. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, tournament organizers can use it to, as a mm. framework so that they can pick and choose which bits they want to use from the book. Yeah. Uh, which scenarios they want. There's going to be some new uh, magic artifacts. Oh. We're looking at adding a new spell in. Oh, yeah, nice. A new spell or two. Nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's little tweaks mm. just to keep things fresh, keep things moving. We've got yeah. uh, different formats in there. So, it's not just the straight tournament like we're playing now. We've got doubles mm. formats in there. We've got... Oh. Mm. Um, Clocks of War formats, where it's, it, it is timing out. Is that the one where you get less and less time per round? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. It sounds crazy. Mm. <laughs> so actually, it's really good fun. It's yeah. a really good format. Mm. Um, playing five games in one day is great. Oh yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I actually timed out in my game, oh, game no. three. Like, actually timed out. Oh. Like, beep, and then I had to take <laughs> off all my models. <laughs> Unlucky. <laughs> We're also talking about that here at home in Oslo, that um, we... Um, we, there was some talk about softening up maybe the timing out rules, mm -hmm. um, and it was your what's your thoughts on that? Like, yeah, um, I mean personally, I, I I like the timing out aspect. I, I think it's a, obviously a great incentive not to time out. That's true. But I do I do completely understand the um, the criticism, people's worries about it. Mm. Um, so in so we're playing around with it. So I'm running a tournament later this this year, mm. um, and I'm changing it to. At timeout, it's just dice down. Mm. Um, the only orders you're allowed to issue in the rest of your turns is pivot. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. But as soon as your time runs out, your dice are down, mm. and that's it. Um, there's not much dis. I'm thinking about adding a tournament point penalty if you time out as well. Yeah. So mm. it is disincentive, but it's not. Um, it, it might be like a minus two tournament points, not twenty okay. nil. To like balance out the fact that you can pivot in your own turn, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I, I also think that even even just saying dice down, don't take your models off, even without the chance of pivoting, would still feel a lot better than mm -hmm. just taking everything oh, yeah. off. Because if you have played into a favorable position, and maybe you'll just sort of in in his in your opponent's like last turns or last two turns or whatever, you can just sort of. Cross your fingers and close your eyes, and just sort of, oh, yeah. hope your army like resists the, the mm -hmm. approaching forces. It still would be, yeah, it still would be a better feeling than just yeah. sort of cleaning up the table and just yeah, you're out to two thousand points. But um, no, yeah. we're playing around. We're playing around with it. We'll we'll yeah. see how it goes at, uh, at my event. We'll 
try it with a tournament, with a tournament point penalty as well, but um, completely get people's worries about it. So um, do want to make a tweak if it's if it's going to make more people happier. Yeah. And still, you know, making sure that people don't. Yeah, it has to be because that's a criticism some have uh, made in Oslo that they won't, don't want it to be too soft either. Because mm -hmm. then it's like, what's the point of the clock? Then if you can just exactly, yeah. yeah. So I guess that's a balancing act. So, so is that your your job to balance that out? Or yep. uh, yeah, <laughs> nice. Well, uh, the rest of the rules committee as well. We've got um, we've got a team of play testers yeah. who help us out with a well with everything. Nice. Um, and we've got major tournament organisers who are helping write the book as well. Yeah. Um, cool. Do you? Run tournaments yourself? Yeah, I run most you, of them. I'll get you added to the group then. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so I'll be like a play tester then, or yeah. what? Oh, yeah, you nice. Can give, give feedback on the book as it's as it's being written. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Mm. I, I accept. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so, any updates from last night? Did you have a good night out? I think so. <laughs> People keep reminding me. <laughs> when? How, how late did you stay out? Um. We stayed till the pub closed, so I think we started wandering back just after midnight. Yeah. Um, so it was. But you had a few beers. You had a, your more than a few. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad though because I got Darren, not Darren, Dan, ridiculously drunk. Yeah, I did see that. I came into the pub and Dan was like, uh, like your bull raging around and yeah. screaming and hugging people. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, was that was my fault. Yeah. I, yeah. I apologize for my, that. My fight or flight I, instinct kicked in, and I was unsure <laughs> to sort of turn around and run out again. Or just how, how can I tackle this guy if he comes like running at me? Well, I, I thought Dan, oh, he'll be able to handle his drink. Yeah. Three shots of sambuca, and he was gone. He was gone. He was. <laughs> Oh. Well, to be fair, I did see him walking around here with a bottle of mead and stuff on the day. Oh yeah, uh, so I'm day, sure he has uh, gotten a bit. It, uh, it was the sambucas that did it, though. <laughs> he's intolerant to sambuca, maybe. Mm. Uh, has he turned up today? Oh yeah, yeah, he's about. Um, he didn't look too worse for wear. Oh really? No. Okay, may so uh, did he actually play the first game and. Uh... Yeah, he lost his first game though. Okay, so he seems a bit. And that's unusual for him, isn't it? Oh, he loses games. Yeah, okay. it, ha it happens. Let's not exaggerate. No. But, uh, okay. Uh, I'm sure he would have uh, had a better chance if he uh, if he wasn't feeling so bad. Well, what, what he said is that it was his it was his niceness that did it because he reminded his opponent that he could pick up that loot counter at the end of. Oh yeah. His move. I see. Yeah, I see him down there in the green sweater. Yes. Yeah, let's hope he has recovered from his uh, great night out. <laughs> it was only cool. half a night out, he had to go home early, because he was too drunk. <laughs> you sent him home packing, didn't you? <laughs> okay, cool. Well, uh, thanks for the interview, Nick. Hey, thank and, you very uh, much. Yeah, so this is from the Norwegian podcast, Konger och Krieg, and this was uh, Nick Williams. Thank you very much. All right, goodbye. Bye. Okay, so there you have it. Breaking news. Yeah, it's cool that they're making new stuff. And uh, me and Lars actually got uh, invited to this uh, secret group that can uh, like play test these new scenarios. Awesome. And uh, so we're uh, yeah we're in like the inner circle now, Lars. What do you say? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I blocked them. I got an invite on Facebook, but I, I didn't know who they were. So you know. who's this stalker? <laughs> yeah. Like, like block. Who's this? Chris Walls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool actually just to see, you know, to be have a slight influence, I guess. Yeah. So I'm already. I'm sure they uh, regret already. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like, immediately uh, regret this decision. I just saw the first day Fred had commented on every post in the whole <laughs> group. <laughs> and got like shot down on everything. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm sure they regret already. Yeah. Fucking Norwegian. So <laughs> I kept uh, posting my map pack. <laughs> <laughs> on their hey guys, have you seen this awesome map pack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah so, so that's um, what you get for traveling to um, to England on a tournament. Yeah, all the way from Mosul, Norway. That's right. Yeah, yes, they'd like to have several people a bit spread out in different communities. Uh, I mean, and uh, the the whole point is that we actually play test stuff. Sure. And uh, make come with some feedback, and uh, mm-hmm. we haven't actually play tested anything yet, but uh, it's. it's... Oh, I haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Most has been theorizing. Yeah, but I'll, I guess we'll try to actually, actually get some playtesting in. Well, we'll, we'll uh, we're traveling to a two-day event this weekend, mm-hmm. so um, I guess personally, all my focus uh, is on painting my uh, remaining uh, <laughs> uh, models that I need for that list. But uh, I thought you were going to say that I should just hijack the tournament pack and try some yeah. new scenarios. That's, <laughs> that's where I thought you were going. Like, yeah. uh, Hello there, T.O. Yeah. of the first uh, tournament here in Bergen. I brought a, a non-tournament pack yeah. that you're going to run. Here are six new scenarios. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but that's yeah. uh, awesome that they're uh, thinking new, thinking fresh. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm, and as we just heard in the clip, uh, it seems that scenarios like Push are kind of the the ideal that they are kind of multifaceted that you can win in several ways yes not just sort of yeah one dimensional so um, i think you're going for that trying to yeah it's like it's not just one obvious way to win it you can kind of go about it in a couple of different ways and i i think that's very interesting kind mm-hmm. of adds to the game i think yeah it uh, gives it more flavor yeah mm-hmm. and then you uh, different lists maybe are better at one of those Mm-hmm. ways of winning the scenario and so you kind of can flex a bit with your armies you don't have to necessarily build your list to do that one thing so I like that approach very much and uh, mm-hmm. gives it a bit of a yeah more more uh, I don't know, more color really yeah <laughs> yeah just yeah. the fact that they go from 6 to 12 scenarios just that alone mm. uh, even if all those scenarios were shit is pretty it's a good. It's an. It's an improvement. Anyway. <laughs> you mean? Okay, here's six new shitty scenarios. What a great improvement! Yeah. Well, it's, it's an increase. I, I, yes, hundred percent increase. Yeah. 100%. I see your point, even though it's a terrible one. But uh, yeah. No, but I mean, it's good that they are making new stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's what you're trying to yes. say. Yes. <laughs> Since it's our second language, sometimes we make bad points. <laughs> Very bad uh, point. I think it was pretty clear. And, yeah. and <laughs> shit scenarios. Thumbs up. Although listening to Lars talking in Norwegian, I mean, yeah, he makes really bad yeah. points all the time, to be honest. Um, You've been keeping it quite clean in English, uh, Lars, today. Usually yeah. all these penis jokes have been, we've been flying already. Oh, it's nice how... how in, Switching to English sort of filters out the words. Yeah. Smart. Yes. <laughs> get more cultivated. <laughs> you get, get slightly cultivated. Yeah. You save all, all your filth uh, to your tweets with Darren. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm already writing down a couple. So I'm ready. Ready for a long night of tweeting. 
Okay. I heard that Darren um, was uh, was on Counter Charge, the Clash oh. of Kings Part One, and uh, he said it was uh, that the Norwegian boys were uh, the kind of guys you would take home to your mother. Yeah, Which, uh, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. You're excited to meet his mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from what I heard, she's a very exciting uh, woman. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you making this up for? Her? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna jump in again. Yes. Uh, uh, the, Hi, good, the good thing about uh, a lot of different scenarios is that it encourages different armies. Yeah. Uh, it keeps yeah. the hobby from going stale, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a chance to try out new things or you know bring different lists, and mm-hmm. you have to rethink the game every now and then. And um, sometimes you can take uh, at the tournament. You can have randomly selected scenarios from all of those twelve. Yeah. So you can't really bring a tailored list. Mm-hmm. You just have to bring an, uh, a list that can do all of those things, and then just see what happens on a day. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, uh, I'm really for it, and uh, it's it's a good way to do it as well. Uh, you don't need a Kings of War version three uh, this coming year. Um, no. We need more games to. Uh, develop the game further and uh, with uh, some new scenarios it brings a, a whole new freshness to the game yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, i also think that the new scenarios uh, sort of bring out more from the games yeah uh, mm-hmm. because they have play tested them and it's sort of like we're learning how to play king's war and how we can do it different i say we i don't do anything i just show up and uh, try out the new scenarios but uh I feel sort of a lot more flavor to the new scenarios. It's uh, sort of bring in a new perspective. For instance, the mm-hmm. difference between loot and uh, push. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like how you, you know, continue with the best part and then just uh, take it further. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now we've discussed it in previous episodes how um, how mm-hmm. push is a, uh, an evol- an evolved version. Yeah, like 2.0 of uh, yeah. loot. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a, all all credit to uh, to the rules committee and Mantic for letting them do that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, no, we like we like that you think about us and give us new new scenarios to play with. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what's uh, in stock for uh, 2017, scenario wise. I'm also yeah. pretty excited about the pillage with different uh, yeah, points yeah. For, cool. for the different counters. Because then suddenly it's like, do I go all in for the biggest one? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Or do I go all in for the two biggest ones? And then maybe they go all in on one of them and they scatter about and try to pick all the yeah. lesser ones. I mean, yeah. a lot of things nice. can happen. It, it gives it uh, more flavor than the uh, vanilla version of... Uh, of pillage, which I feel pillage is a good scenario, but I'm really stoked uh, over this uh, aspect. Yeah, I, I believe this could be pillage 2.0. 2.0. Yeah, yeah, and uh, another improvement. Yeah, and you also had like in pillage, you would have some sort of tanky horde and just bring it close to two of them and then hopefully stand in a terrain piece and just mm. stay there and not die. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it might be better to send out your uh, fast skirmish, uh, like. Uh, fast units troops mm-hmm. to just go and take like the lesser ones uh, mm-hmm. or you could just go yeah I mean a lot of things can happen it's really cool yeah mm. and it's kind of more well it's random then because I don't know what if did Nick say anything about if it's like before or after deployment or 
maybe that's to be decided because that's mm -hmm. also a huge difference yeah it will you be able to deploy for these different points mm -hmm. or is it like you deploy and then oh, fuck oh it's a three over there <laughs> shit and then you have to i i highly doubt it uh i believe they're moving away from the highly randomness yeah yeah could but, be um... yeah. i would like either one <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be honest i would kind of like that it would throw a wrench in your plans but maybe you're right and it's best if it kind of was predetermined mm. uh, i suppose it would be <laughs> awful for the uh, slower moving armies as uh, for instance the the two dwarves armies would have a rough time reshuffling yeah. their lines uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah after That's random true. yeah but uh, yeah i see only one challenge in this new scenario and that is uh, i imagine all the games where you uh, had put out like a dice with like a one two or three yeah and then you would play and then oh shit i knocked over this dice or i rolled it or whatever yeah. how many points was this again let's uh, call it a three yeah <laughs> i mean so maybe they should we should make some uh, like there are probably uh, tokens there will uh, probably be some tokens for that yeah or, or yeah. we'll make our own yeah yeah with like a three two one on them and mm -hmm. uh, that would be cool sure that's just um i've played several games of loot or whatever where you use the counters and mm -hmm. you knock some over and they're like Okay, was it over here yeah. or was it? Uh, well, it was right next uh, to my unit, I guess. <laughs> part of the game. You know, yeah. If it accidentally ends up under your movement tray, yeah. and you just push the little counter with the unit, not realizing it's under there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, something I, I, like that. I've had that happen. You just travel along with the pillage counter. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Yeah. So that was a very good interview with uh, Nick, and I'm glad he gave I, me a lot of his time. Yeah. And, and uh, a good scoop. Yeah, good mm. scoop. Uh, was very happy. I was. Uh, I was just thought we were, I was maybe just have a quick chat and I uh, got all this info. It was very nice. Mm -hmm. Felt uh, felt like he shared more than he actually needed to. Yeah, so, you felt kind of important when he went yeah, over yeah. to Matt and asked if he could. Uh, yeah, I was really spill the beans. I was giggly, like mm. Ooh, what's, going on? <laughs> what's going on? What gold will I get now? Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. That's really nice. Very cool. And um, I think this was around the end of of the Sunday. I think we had like one game left or something like that. Um, so we played our game six. And um, I think I got another interview after the games. Um, yeah, with with Matt, who was uh, actually the, like the head organizer mm -hmm. of the event. And uh, also on the four foot snake. Although he's not as often there as the other guys. But uh, he's on there. So we have a clip with him that maybe we could play. Sure. Let's mm -hmm. listen to a clip with Matt. Hey, Matt, let me ambush you with this microphone. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing? So you have been, are you kind of the head organizer of this or are you see the shared uh, I wrote, shared I wrote effort. the rules pack, I booked yeah. it, and then I had too much else to do, so I dumped it on Zach. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's uh, what's been your head main job this weekend? This weekend, uh, head judge. Head judge. Head judge, bit of the admin. Um, but so you, yeah, mainly head judge. Be walking around and looking for people raising their hands with uh, uh, problems? Yeah, not too many. Probably maybe 10 across the whole oh, yeah. two days. It was good. Yeah. Um, and then I went around and shot some video, some pictures and stuff. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. King, yeah. Kings of War tournaments are always easy. Yeah, like a yeah. lot less like rules trouble than the old Warhammer tournaments. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, so people have been acting acting good. I mean, they've been friendly to each other and uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, on no, their best no, behavior. Yeah, no problems. And any, you know, any, if I had any rules queries, you know, made the decision and people just accepted and just gone with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. fine, it's good. Nice. 
So any like impressions at the moment about this weekend's tournament? Um, really good. Mm? Um, really, you know, really good buzz, um, and, and they always are. Like, it's double, more than double the size of last year. So yeah. Last year we probably filled up half the hall. And I see. Twice, just twice this year. Uh, next year, if it's bigger again, we'll have to move somewhere else. Yeah, I hear some rumour that you're you're, pl you're considering another city to have a bigger, bigger event. But I yeah, guess it's not final it's yet. Not, it's not finalised. We haven't booked it. So mm. there's two possible other venues. So we just need to talk to them and then. Uh, yeah. And then nice. I assume you have the chance to grow even larger next year and. Uh, yeah, and then we'll see where we go after that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I won't hold you too too long. I guess you have a lots of. <laughs> Are you staying to clean up and do all that work? Uh, only our own bits and pieces, unless Rich needs us to, um, to t tidy up all the uh, sanctuary stuff, but I think they'll probably leave that. Yeah. Yeah. He said leave it and he'll do it in okay. the morning. Oh, yeah. right. So he's a hero then, going to do all the work by himself? Yes, <laughs> he's a hero. Oh well, yeah. Well, you've just been on the Norwegian podcast, Konger uh, og so this was uh, Matt Gilbert. Okay. So, goodbye. Goodbye, cheers guys. So that was, uh, yeah, that was my little chat with Matt Gilbert. And as you could hear, the venue was <clears throat> literally completely empty by then. You could hear the echo, and there was like the people carrying stuff. And I think we were like the last five people left in the hall, because um, we, yeah, everyone just was going home. Cool. And um, we had been fortunate fortunate enough to book a ride uh, home with Dan, um, who was going the same way as we were going to. Um, we were going to to Manchester Airport. And he lives uh, Mackle, in Macclesfield. It was like, like that. yeah, it was almost all the way. So yeah, we oh. were uh, lucky enough to hitch a ride with Dan. And um, oh yeah, Dan, I'm sorry I tried to get into your driver's seat, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. as you probably understood afterwards, is in Norway the driver's seat is on the other side. <laughs> so I was like, open door, and all this I have to like regulate the seat. <laughs> like, oh, that's the driver's seat. Yeah. Like, oh shit! <laughs> and I got really embarrassed. Like, oh shit! So yeah, you I seriously did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just, he was working on that seat. Like, you didn't uh, see the steering wheel? <laughs> no, it's just it's just uh, you know lifetime of habits. And, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I was just sitting. What the fuck is this Norwegian <laughs> guy doing? I want to go in the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah, so. They asked for a ride home and he's driving? <laughs> but yeah, I, asked, I could drive home. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, so I, I retreated into the back seat. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that was cool. And um, I got shotgun. Lars got the shotgun seat and I sat in the back. And uh, of course, I pulled out my Kogero Kidding <laughs> microphone and. Uh, Yes, you got a little Thankfully, recording. it was the mic you pulled out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so that, that was cool. And um, I actually got car sick. On, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Because <laughs> this, in like, the, there's this huge like national park, like smack in the middle of all these like major cities, like mm -hmm. uh, uh, between like Manchester, Nottingham. Sheffield, Derby, something like that, like was like peak park, peak district, park district, something like that. Huge park, and uh, of course, no one wants to drive around it, so everyone ju just drives straight through it, and it's like tiny roads, like tiny, like windy tiny, roads. Well, yeah, like farm roads, and uh, I was starting to struggle, and uh, yeah, I actually had to t ask Dan to like slow down. And uh, when we when we arrived, Lars had to take all the bags out of the car, and I just go and just get some fresh air, and just Lars just take my bags. I I, I can't do anything right now, and uh, just 
Yeah, I had to go like get a bag of crisps and. Uh, but I did not get sick in Dan's car, so he didn't yeah, have to no. clean up after me at least. Job but, well done. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's that. No, but uh, yeah. So let's listen to my recording then from uh, our car ride with the Dan King. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> so we are we are hitching a ride here with uh, with Dan. He's he's kind enough to uh, offer a ride for us almost all the way back to the airport. So thanks for that, Dan. No worries. So. Uh, yeah, how how did you finish in the end, and uh, how did it go? Yeah, it went it went great. I uh, came third, third place. Is, yeah, which is decent. I had one loss um, and five wins, so uh, more than happy with that. One loss and five wins. Yeah, that's yeah. respectable. And the one game I did loss, it did kind of feel that I played it all right. Yeah. I was just a bit unlucky, really. Well, a lot unlucky. So. Uh, I felt I'd done what I needed to do, even in that game I lost. So I see. So yeah, I'm yeah. Happy you, with it. What did? Um, so we're used to hearing tales about you just uh, winning, taking yeah. first place all the time. Yeah. But um, is it just that someone else won a bit bigger in the end there? Well, possibly pl pl played a little bit better. Yeah. A bit, bit luckier maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know how their games went particularly. But um, someone just like did a leapfrog and yeah, uh, yeah. took it out. But no, um, I'm. I didn't expect to be able to come back and get third after losing my game, so the fact that I did was really uh, pleasing. Yeah, so, nice. Yeah. So, which army did you face there in the last round? Uh, the last round was uh, Night Stalkers. Oh, uh, I see, wow. A very shooty list. Uh, oh. Three uh, Mind Firsters and lots of other nastiness. I've, yeah, I faced actually a sh kind of shooty Night Stalkers myself. Still very unused to the Night Stalkers. I don't think almost anyone plays them back in Norway. No, so it's a bit of a novelty when you face them. And yeah, I guess it's a surprise that they're actually shooting. I guess they're not shooting based, but they can feel the very like yeah, it, punishing. It's a very powerful shooting list, yeah. yeah. Those mind uh, uh, screeches or whatever they are uh, are very, very powerful. Are those the ones with like. Piercing three shots? Yes. Yeah, yes. That, oh, that hurts so much. It does. <laughs> I ended up sacrificing pretty much my entire army to kill them. But oh. I did kill them, so that was the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, which uh, scenario is your, like, your favourite, uh, well, I guess, at this tournament? Which uh, which scenario did you like the most to play? Um, well, I, mean, I think I like most of them, really. I mean, push yeah. is always fun. Uh, I uh, really like Control. That's the tournament I put I bought back with me from Texas when I went over there. Oh yeah, because uh, I enjoyed it so much that we decided to run it in the Clash of Kings, and that, that's a really fun one. So that's good. But, it uh, feels yeah. a bit like a throwback to like Warhammer scenario. Yeah, yeah. You used to have like table quarters in Warhammer. Yeah. Whereas this, of course, is is, is like six boxes, which is uh, slightly diversified. I, I really like the challenge. I think it's a fun one. I guess what you've done with it to kind of make it not just a Warhammer scenario is the fact that you can capture like the center enemy one and get two yes. points yeah. so you kind of give the incentive to, to push, push yeah to go and, yeah. Yeah, that, that's good I guess that's what kind of makes it a, a proper scenario uh, instead of just you know yeah yeah, yeah. taking quarters so that's good I, I like those two new ones I spoke to Nick about that yes also I really like uh, well I like push even more though uh, yeah, push, but, push is a great scenario. I, I like that a lot. I think push is probably a better scenario than loot. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both loot and invade feel like they have been combined into a greater, like version 2.0 in push. That's it. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> 
It's yeah. interesting the scenarios of this tournament because we didn't we didn't have kill or kill and pillage, so it was all about the scenarios really. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you kill your opponent's entire army, that's probably going to win it here, but probably yeah. Still, <laughs> it was much more yeah. about the scenario, which is good because if you forget what's going on, then yeah. you're probably going to lose. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I actually really love the fact that it's a scenario-based game and not just kill. Yeah. Uh, so Lars, how did your last game go? I won the last one, the only one I won. This is was your first and only victory? Yep. Well, at least you got it in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congrats. No, 17 points. 17 points. Which army did you face? The herd. The herd. Yeah. Word, you heard. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's good. Yeah, me and Larsa have both had a quite rough, rough patch, really. So, and like yesterday, we were on no wins, and uh, game four, I think, still of us wow. had no wins. I got a win in like my fifth one. I was like, yes, finally yeah. a win. And then I relaxed a bit more for game six because then I was like, I got my one win, and I can uh, go home with without complete shame. <laughs> did you find the players here were better than you expected then, or? Well, you know, it's that's a tricky question because I felt like I feel like it's uh, very hard to win in Kings of War compared to I don't know, you know, if I compare it to Warhammer, in Warhammer you could have a really good army, which yeah. is almost impossible to lose properly with. You would yes. always be able to like scrape out eight points, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine points, and if you lose, you can let you can lose slowly. And kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave here with like seven, eight points. But for me here, it's, I don't know, maybe it's just a coincidence. I feel like I've had some games where I knew what I was doing. I felt like I was winning for a couple of turns, but then it suddenly shifts. I lose a key unit or two. Yeah. And then I go from like feeling confident to like, holy shit, I have no chance. Because <laughs> then, you know, the scenario is out of my reach, sort of, or something like that. So, um... No, I feel like the players in Oslo are every bit as good as good, here. Uh, it's just coincidence maybe I've adjusted to the meta at home. Yeah. The lists are different. The lists are quite different and I feel like my list is always have a chance when I'm playing at home but here it's like holy shit. <laughs> a lot more shooting. What? A lot more shooting than... Uh, yeah. Is there more shooting here? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, well and also I can't really blame it on the terrain, but there was a very random terrain here, and I don't think it mattered in every game, but you could get yeah. a bit unlucky. I had one table with absolutely just hills on, and they were all height one, so they didn't really block anything. Yeah, I think I would have preferred them to be height two, I'll be honest. Yeah, I also like height two, so I was actually just playing on a wide open field, <laughs> and terrain is so different. They're yeah. uh, so uh, important to like block up uh, a lot of stuff. It's very important for my army with, with it being heard. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fine. I mean, the, 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 all the tables I played on, I found there was quite a lot of terrain. There yeah. was loads of obstacles, which I loved. Because yeah, that's my, true. Because uh, my stampedes can just stampede straight over because they've got strider. They so got, oh, yeah, so that, <laughs> that's cool. great for me. That is true. There were lots of like hedges and yeah, uh, yeah. obstacles. Yeah. So, so that, that was quite nice. That made up for it a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it was also a bit fun to to like rock up to a table and have no idea what to expect. Yeah. And you know, I could have a I had two games. I played with the, the world's largest piece of blocking terrain, just smack oh, wow. in the middle. <laughs> one of those uh, GW skull, uh, oh, like a like a stone steps up to like a stone platform yeah. with uh, lots of skulls on it. Wow. It was almost the size of a table, like a sixth of a table. 
and uh, yeah, that was exciting. Also, in Dominate, I had a huge tower like smack in the middle of the Dominate zone that effectively just removed half of the Dominate area. So uh, oh. we played on like half a Dominate, like a, like a crescent moon of a Dominate wow. instead of a full circle. <laughs> so that's it. Well, but I, I see it from an organizer's point of view. It's it's easier to just make it and just say don't touch it. Yeah, it's yeah. fair. Have you Dan? Have you seen or tried uh, the map pack that Lars has made? Yes, uh, Darren Parks, who came second, uh, Lordy, he uh, uses the map packs for his tournaments. So yeah. I've used it for about three or four tournaments now. That's cool. It's good. I like it a lot. Um, I think he made just one tweak. There was one. Um, I think where there was two hills or something in the centre. <laughs> I think, Dan, you are referring to the famous cock and balls terrain map? Yes. 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 I think that's, that's, that's the only one he tweaks slightly, but other than that, yeah. I liked it, it was good. I think not having the hills in the deployment is a good thing. So yeah. there was a few too many hills in deployments here, which wasn't really ideal, I don't think. True. But, True. you know. Well, that's cool. So, Lars, your map pack is becoming famous. Yeah, it's already famous. Oh, I didn't realise it was actually your map pack. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome yeah. tap. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, Lars just contributing in his yeah. own way to the yeah. Kings of War scene. So have you used that in quite, 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 quite a lot of tournaments then yourself? Or? Yeah, we, that's our, like our standard at yeah. home. We just always use that. So, yeah, like, you know, like eight pieces of terrain, or eight, between eight and ten, and no hills in the deployment zone. And, Stuff like that. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, so uh, Dan, uh, there's been some rumors about that you were really drunk last night. I was, yes. <laughs> it, it turns out if you drink, if, if you, well, I got to the venue and the mate gave me a load of Prosecco wine or whatever to drink down. Yeah. So I started with that first thing. And then I drank a bottle and a half of mead <laughs> over the entire day. Yeah. That was like 15%. And then I had some beer and. Oh, yeah. Then, I was pretty drunk, and we got to the uh, pub, and a, and a friend of mine, Nick Williams, he was like, oh, um, here, drink three shots of Sambuca. So I downloaded one, two, three, and then after that, I don't remember that much. There was lots of hugging and kissing, if I call it correctly. Yeah, I've yeah. seen some photos of some hugging and kissing too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... That's hilarious. So did you get, like, three shots just... In a row, just one, two, yeah. three, down, boom, boom, you just boom. down those three shots. I did, and oh, I was yeah. already drunk when I got there. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, yeah, amazing. But yeah, you're alive and kicking, and you, you showed up yeah. for round one or yeah. four game before, didn't you? That was the game that I lost. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you might, you might have been a bit reduced. Well, no. I, I am actually really happy with how I played my game. I was just, I think, a bit, a little bit more luck. I mean, basically, um, that was against Night Stalkers, and yeah. I had a, a horde of lichens, no damage at all. And he pivoted his mind, uh, mind thingies, mind creatures, yeah, which meant in order so he could see it. So he was only hitting on fives. So average is only like eight hits with two of them. And then he goes and does like nine damage. Okay, that's still fine. Unlikely to kill it. He did, he rolled high twice. So inspired, there we go. Oh yeah. So he had another unit, undamaged. He went and wavered that one. And suddenly it was getting a bit dicey. And then, um, yeah, it just, just, just ended up falling apart right at the end. If it hadn't turned seven, I could have pulled off a draw. 
So and if I'd got that, I might still have been able to pull off the first place. Oh but shit! It yeah. wasn't to be. So. <laughs> well, well fought then. Even you, you must have been feeling it. I, I mean, you must have been a bit hungover. Yeah. Oh, but it was it was such a good night, such a good day, such a good weekend, in fact. Yeah. It's it's, it's all good. <laughs> Are you going glad that you uh, came over then? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's been great. Yeah. Well. <coughs> Uh, yes, no, nice place, lovely people, had the good games, and yeah, yeah, no, the impression that I'm left with is just, it's awesome, and uh, yeah. you know, we, we're happy I came, and uh, it, was, it was the biggest uh, event I've been to this far, eight, yeah. 75, 70 yeah. so, people. So, yeah, it's, it's the biggest one ever in the UK, yeah. it's, it's obviously not biggest worldwide, the, uh, the um, one in France being the biggest. Yeah. But I think it might be second. But either way, biggest in the UK has ever had. So yeah. awesome, and we doubled last year. So yeah, yeah and some. I mean, um, there's been talk about maybe a larger venue next year. Yes, uh, Mantic's been saying about Firestorm, hopefully, okay. uh, down in uh, Wales. Um, apparently, it's got good transport links for people flying in, which is good because we've got a load of American guys are all about flying over. Oh yeah, Texas and all sorts. So. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be big, and that, they've got room for 120 people, I think, there. Yeah. So, I think you'll easily do that next quite year. Possibly. Yeah, because there was people, after this one filled up, saying, oh, we, we've got to come, but... Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah I saw that, like, uh, yeah. and also some people were saying that, I mean, you could have, some people could have done a lot more publicity for it. I think I, you could have, yeah. I think you could have uh, got 150 people, uh, uh, well, maybe not this year, but next year. Yeah. You, you should, it's almost like you should go even bigger than 120 if you first have the chance, yeah, but I guess yeah. baby steps are, are yeah. better than going too big. Yeah. Do you think you guys would come back again next year? Or? I, I feel like I mo almost most definitely will yeah, definitely. come back. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, and then we'll probably get some more guys to come too next oh, year. That'd be amazing. We're like pioneers now, me and Lars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I say I, I went over to Texas uh, this year, and they've asked me to come back again next year, and it was like, oh, I'll go on then. Yeah. I had such a good time. I mean, to be honest, if, if, if I had the choice, if, if, if I was free and single and everything, I'd be going to, to all these tournaments everywhere if I could. Yeah. But my, uh, I think my wife wouldn't be too happy if I went to too many. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's tricky, but uh, yeah, otherwise, I'd. Uh, that's a bit of a boat. that's a bit of a journey, isn't it? Uh, going to to the US it and yeah, <coughs> it must yeah. cost some quite some money too. Yeah, well, I was quite lucky last year because the Texans were like, if you come over, we'll buy all all your beer, all your all your drinks. Yeah, we'll pay for all your food. We'll put you up all your accommodation. Oh yeah, all you got to pay for is your flight. And then Ronnie, uh, you know, uh, the CEO of Mantic, he was like, oh, and I'll pay half your flight. Nice. <laughs> At which point it was like, well, I guess I better go then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that was a reduced it to a it's like, yeah, it was manageable like, cost. Yeah, about three hundred pound total for the flight because he halved yeah, it. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we also like to travel a bit, uh, but it's all only been like the recent couple of months. I mean, we had like a year now of just building and having tournaments locally, yeah. and now it's like we started getting off our asses and just like going out to other places. Um, and uh, but it's not. It's like always some people who are not able to go and you know it's a cost issue and uh, but I'm sure we'll get a couple of more guys next year what is it, what do you think Lars yeah, I hope so at least yeah they're they're gonna hear our reports and see other pictures and they, yeah. they can't uh, yeah. I'm sure they'll just 
jump on it next year. You will see the sexy photos of Darren. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can't believe Darren uh, came second in the end. <laughs> no one else managed to beat him. I had quite an easy game against him. I, I was thinking other people would, you know, I didn't think his list was that hard, but yeah, I guess he was to play well. <laughs> Perhaps just versus me, he was he he, he was feeling feeling a bit scared or something. So you know, he, yeah. he wasn't able to uh, perform. But oh well. <laughs> probably cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess uh, that will end this recording for now. So uh, yeah, Dan, you're on the the podcast. Do you want to say hello to the Norwegian listeners? Uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Tell me how to say it in Norwegian. Hmm. Well. You could just say uh, hi. Hi. Yeah, that's uh, that's close enough. <laughs> we could teach them swearing words, maybe. No, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is Dan King on the on the recording, and uh, goodbye to the listeners. Bye. Bye. Say bye, Dan. Bye. Yeah. So you gave him some hard Norwegian words to learn. Yeah, it was the first thing that. I- Came into my head, sort of. But it is yeah. an actual... How do I say hi? Hi? <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual Norwegian word. It means hello. But it's very similar. So I, I thought I would uh, cut him some slack and uh, give yes. him an easy word to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was our, our ride to the train station. And uh, yeah, that kind of rounds up our journey. Well, we had, had a quick train ride to the airport. And then oh. we uh, had a... Well, we didn't catch the... Sunday flight because it was a bit too late because they did a three plus three. Yeah. So it actually was impossible for us to catch the Sunday flight back home. So we had to stay <coughs> over to the next morning and catch like the first Monday morning flight. Some sort of airport uh, hotel. Yeah, it was the yeah. airport hotel. Uh, but that was it was quite cool in the next morning to be on the airport hotel because yeah. it's like, yeah, we 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 fly from over there. It's like a stone's throw. That's the terminal. Yeah. So that was you cool. could take the yeah, take the shuttle straight to the gate, didn't we? Oh, no, like the terminal. Yeah, not the gate, but and actually, <laughs> <laughs> take me to the gate, <laughs> carry me into the flight. <laughs> no, that was cool. And uh, I actually went to work the same day on the Monday. So no, yeah. I didn't. No, you were. You actually had a board meeting in the uh, local miniature club. Oh yeah, same that day. too. Where you no showed. <laughs> I did not show. You went to work. But uh, not why to... did I not show for that? You want to go home to the missus. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Blinky blinky. <laughs> <laughs> Very horny. Yeah. Man, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> nice to see you again. That's true. Yeah. After yeah. a weekend of uh, miniatures, then uh, was time to not do more miniatures on, yep. the, on the Monday. You need, you need the wifey points. We understand that. Yeah. Yes, so, um, to uh, summarize it all, yeah. how was the trip? Well, it was nice, it was great. Yeah, it was yeah. very delightful games, all of them. And yeah. uh, opponents, very nice. Yep, very nice. absolutely. Nice people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's always, uh, it's always so cozy in England, at least, I think. I don't think they realize the charm of their own country. <laughs> every, yeah. every street has, like, a quaint little name. Like uh, a <laughs> Drive. Drive. Uh, every street sign has been like, oh, that's so cute. It's such a cute name. <laughs> yeah, and the food. I mean, they're not known for their cuisine, but their breakfast is amazing. Like yeah. proper English breakfast. I had a platter. Oh, breakfast. <laughs> like the family platter. It was like, yeah, it was not a plate. It was a platter, like an oval-shaped, huge platter. Just 
to start off your day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Mm-hmm. I ate it all as well. Yeah. Was that on the you Saturday? Hardly, Saturday morning. Saturday yeah. morning, yeah. yeah. Well, you hardly ate for the rest of the day. You yeah, filled that's up. true. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my usual um, way. Eat yeah. once a day. <laughs> yeah, and drink the rest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a great event. Um, it was interesting from the ride uh, home or in the car, mm-hmm. where you said like, "Oh, next year maybe we'll bring a lot more Norwegians." How about it, Lars? <laughs> There's a little ray of sunshine, like maybe, <laughs> maybe so someone will show up. <laughs> yeah. it, is a, it is a possibility, a slight possibility. You never know. Well, yeah. you know, no one has confirmed anything. So well, actually, Thomas. Thomas, not Thomas, the co-host, but uh, Thomas at the club. Oh, the cool one. (laughs) (laughs) The cold one? (laughs) Um, He's already bought the ticket. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good segue. Clash of Kings 2017 has been announced. Yes. In Cardiff. Yep. Uh, Cardiff, 120 players. We heard some great things about Cardiff, didn't we? We did. Yeah, Yeah. Walter... uh, one of the guys at uh, the event, they, he had a lot of good things uh, to say about Cardiff. Yeah. And, uh, and the ladies, the Welsh ladies and uh, yeah. the nightlife. <laughs> They're apparently crazy. Okay. <laughs> in, in a good way? Yeah, I don't know. I so. <laughs> <laughs> guess we'll have to find out. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was all about, uh, I, I guess he had heard some I don't know, rumor that they were working to get it in Cardiff. Yeah, I guess Because so, yeah. he was talking about this on the Saturday night. And he was like, oh, Mansfield is shit. I hope it's in Cardiff next year. It's going to be amazing. Cardiff is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so we heard some good things. Cool. So, um, I've actually bought a ticket too. Um, but that's mostly just to like, safeguard a place. Like, so you've already booked a ticket for... Uh... Yeah, I, bu- I bought two. <laughs> oh, for me nice. as well. <laughs> yeah, in case Lars misses his chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, Freddy is my travel agent. And yes. uh, I should actually thank him for this uh, trip because I just blindly trust anything he says. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we're going to stay in an airport hotel. Cool. Yeah. That's fine. That yes. sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and, you know, I found this uh, traveling traveler's lodge. We're going to stay there. There'll be mm. other Kings of War gamers there. Fine. Fine. Just book it. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, didn't so do anything. I'll, 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 I've taken him literally next year. I'm, I'm literally booking his tickets for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone, anyone else that wants to join from Norway, just let me know and I'll do all the, all the work. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's great at this. Oh, but it sounds like a great event and uh, yeah. I, I'll hope to join next year. Yeah. yeah, let's hope. It will be a bit more costly for us Norwegians. Uh, flights are harder. It's harder for us to get to Cardiff than it is to get to Manchester and then take the train to Nottingham or mm. Mansfield but um, I don't think it's too too impossible uh, so uh, it'll cost us a bit more but uh, I guess it'll be even better so it'll be worth it yeah mm? and now that uh, we probably won't get any rides from the Brits now that you've tried to uh, hijack the driver's seat and oh, yeah, vomited, we'll see. nearly we'll see. vomited in the, in the back <laughs> oh, well, Dan's such a nice guy well it's, as long as it doesn't drive through that park again, I'll be fine. I okay. think it's just like highways down from, like, if we took the tra- plane to Manchester, maybe we could have a train or maybe we can ask Dan if we could all ride in his car all the way to Cardiff. Yeah. How about it, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send Creepy. you a message. Yeah. Seven we'll people. To, yes. Yeah. You'll have to buy a minivan. So. <laughs> you have like a Norwegian clown car with people <laughs> sticking out through all the doors. Yeah. <laughs> No, but you know, it was a great event. And uh, thanks to all the guys we met over there. 
And uh, yeah, I'm sorry we didn't get an interview with Darren, but we at least we got to chat with him and hang out with him, and uh, and he's written good things about the uh, region, love triangle, and all that. So uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you'll see him at the uh, Clash of Kings 2017. Yeah, he's whining a bit about yeah. the travel distance. Yeah, but, uh, I heard. Come on, Darren. Yeah, he's come on, guys. He's gonna be there. He'll be there. Yeah. Abyssal dwarves, goblins, orc army. Fear the living, but fear the dead. We are the Brotherhood. <laughs> the Herd! For the League! The Trident Realm of Nuretica. Kongir. Okiri! Yes, so that was uh, Fred and Lars's trip to uh, England and the Clash of Kings 2016. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be back uh, next year with the um, 2017 version. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So and then maybe you've been to Clash of Kings as well then. Yeah, hopefully. Well, until night. 2017. Thank you and good night. Thank you and good night. Good night. Goodbye.